Now we're number two of overtime. Fan run radio. This is not overtime. This is the G.I. Jake show. What am I doing? Old habits, man. Old Ooh, habits. Got some salt in your head. <laughs> got some salt in my head, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of salt. A little bit of salt. Goodness. It is time for the sit rep brought to you by SM Athletics. Up first, Tennessee taking on Alabama tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Thompson Mullen Arena. Orange out. Got to be an orange out, right? Alabama's coming to town. You got to have as much orange in that place as possible. Now, let's shift gears to football. Alabama's touted quarterback recruit, Julian Sayan, is entering the transfer portal. He is the top-ranked quarterback in the class of 2024. He is intending to enter the transfer portal, and this just adds to a long list of Alabama players that have now entered the transfer portal. Things are not good down in Tuscaloosa. Things are not good down there right now. And it doesn't help. Now, granted, like I said earlier, Nick Saban, he can do what he did. He can wait and retire after the season. But now what that has done to Alabama is it has put them in a position to where they're having to basically make you know, panic signs, panic yep. signees. You know, guys are not happy there. Guys don't want to play for Kalen DeBoer. They're going somewhere else. And now they have entered what I like to call football hell. Yeah. They haven't lost any games yet. They have not won any games yet. But it is going to be interesting to see how everything shapes up for them this upcoming season. And we're going to look at their schedule here in a few minutes. But right now, I'm looking at that, and I'm just like, I don't want any part of that if I'm an Alabama fan. Because right now, what they're experiencing is essentially what we experienced when Fulmer was fired the first time. Yeah. You have Lane Kiffin coming in, and he brings in talent. Don't be wrong. He brought in guys like Bryce Brown, Jansen Jackson, New Keese Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of those guys that came here. David Oku was another one that's very underrated for that time. But then when Lane Kiffin left, a lot of those guys left with him. And mm-hmm. then guys like David Oku transferred out the next year. Jansen Jackson can't keep his can't keep himself out of trouble. And then he ends up down at McNeese State, and then he ends up murdering somebody. Um, but yeah, that's how that went. And then, of course, you got your NFL action this weekend. It is the divisional round of the playoffs. Got the AFC divisional round on Saturday. You got the Texans and the Ravens. Baltimore is a nine and a half point favorite in that one. That game at 430 on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus. Then at 815 on Fox, you got the Packers and the 49ers in the NFC divisional round. San Francisco, nine and a half as well on that one. I would feel comfortable taking both of those bets right now. Mm-hmm. Then on Sunday, NFC Divisional Round, 3 o'clock, NBC, the Buccaneers, and the Lions. The Lions had not won a playoff game since 1991. Now they have a chance to win two this Mm -hmm. weekend as they enter this game as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And then to cap it all off, game that everybody's been waiting on, this is probably going to be a shootout. Let's call that like it is. 6.30, CBS, Kansas City, Buffalo, your AFC divisional round. Buffalo yep. enters the game as a three-point favorite. Yeah, Bills beat them last time in Kansas City, twenty to seventeen. So now they got to go up to Orchard Park, New York. I think that was the game with uh, the Tony play where he's offside or his foot was barely over the line, and Kelsey yeah. had that play that he made. Mm-hmm. So yeah, should be a fun game for sure. It's going to be fun to watch. And then of course you got the Australian Open going on right now. If you're a <laughs> tennis guy. Jack, you're all about it. Give us an update. What's going on over in Melbourne? Yeah, we've had most of the favorites win. Had a few five-setters, but 
for the most part. Yeah, Djokovic just had a three-set win. Uh, Rublev had a three-set win. It's all been pretty chalk so far, but we're getting to some ranked matchups here in the next round, so it's going to be super fun for sure. And there you have it. If you get bored, it's 2 a.m. You wake up. You got nothing to do. Just turn it on ESPN and watch the Australian Open. Yeah. That's how I fell in love with tennis. Yeah, I was on at 7 this morning. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You turn it on as soon as you wake up, and there's probably a good match going on. Yeah, yesterday you had your Medvedev that went into, like, our show, and then almost after our show, they were still playing, or just ended. And if Bear can talk about the Olympics, I can talk about the Australian Open. 4 a.m. it was over. (laughs) Nobody cares about the Olympics. Absolutely nobody. I hate the Olympics. What? I hate it. Are you serious? Yes, I cannot stand the Olympics. Why? It's just boring. Well, I mean, you don't have to watch... I mean, watch the sports you want to watch. Is it both of them? Do you hate both? Or? Yes, I hate them both. Man. Wow, Jake. Nobody's sending their best anymore. What are you talking about? We're not sending our best. Like who? Who our does basketball that? Who? team. What are you talking about? It was a privilege to play on the dream team. And then those teams that came after it. Now, guys, do not appreciate playing for their country, representing the United States of America. Our second shelf of players should go over there and win. We don't need to see LeBron and KD. I want to send LeBron and KD. Well, I do too. I mean, you want a championship, you send LeBron. That's what you do. Braun say was on the Redeem team. You send Braun, you get championships. You know that, Jake. Miami should know that. Yeah, Miami knows that. <laughs> but guess what? We won one before him. We're going to win another after uh, him. Okay, <laughs> And I wouldn't be upset if we drafted Bronny James and then LeBron decided he's going to play one I thought you game. wanted to connect. I do want to connect. But Bronny, he's not a first-rounder. Bronny's not a pro right now. He's nowhere. The only reason he'd even – Bron would have to be like, hey, you know, you want me, you got to get my kid. And that's the way it was going to be anyway. Yeah. The guy had scored zero points in 27 minutes of play the other night. I, I mean, mean come on. Two is like – I think he's missed his last 16 shot attempts as well. I mean, he played all right against Arizona. But – the thing is, Bryce is better. Bryce James is better than Bronny James. That case I mean, can be made. Yeah, he's dominating eighth grade. That's he's good. a lot taller too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, he's he's got more of the NBA body, or is going to have the better NBA body than what Bronny does. I just can't imagine the pressure for those no, kids. Like, yeah. there's already so much for pressure real. for college athletes. But oh, it'd be like LeBron Marcus James and Jeffrey son. Jordan. Yeah. Right. Mm. And then one of them ended up marrying <laughs> Scottie Pippen's wife. Goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's so, that's so weird. <laughs> uh, I just can't believe Jordan. you hate the Olympics. That's so shocking to me. I, I cannot stand the Olympics. There's not like one event that you could tune into. No. Man. I mean, you can't get yourself around once every four years. No. Kind of every twice a year, I guess, because you get the Olymp- the summer and then the winter. I hate them both. Wow. And I'll be damn glad when they're done. I tell you, I can watch some hockey during the Olympics. Well, the hockey was good when they sent the NHL. Yeah. Now, you know, back when, like, Crosby and, like, some of those guys, were, we played in Canada, that game, the gold yeah, medal game was amazing. Finals, yeah. Yeah. But then even the last one that we sent NHL players, that guy had, like, the eight, you know, what do they call it, like, shootout. He had, like, eight yeah. tries in a row and kept scoring. I don't know. Yeah. Olympics, not at the top of my list. Man, that's crazy. If I got to watch the dream team, I'd probably have a different opinion. I know someone that got to watch that team in Barcelona. But, I mean, like, Giannis goes and Luca goes, and you still get the best players in the world going playing for their country. They love it. 
I think the U.S. is supposed to have like a super team going yeah. for the next Olympics, like LeBron, Curry, KD. I think we so. can't lose it again. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, no. we won't lose it. those guys. Go. Charles Barkley said we don't have to lose the, or we don't have to win the Olympics every every we time. We could go and not even take a center. <laughs> and right. now Embiid has said he's going to play with the U.S. That's, That's just totally he's unfair. From Cameroon. Well, he's got. He said he had to choose, and he chose a. Well, it was him. I think it was them or France. He could choose through, and he chose the U.S. I mean, come on. Embiid, LeBron, Durant, <laughs> they could go all three of them and beat a team of five. <laughs> Probably. They very, they very well And then you throw Curry, I mean, it's just not fair. I mean, that's all we have to send our second best team to give these teams a try. I, I just really hate the Olympics. I can't stand it. If you want to call in and tell me one reason to why I should what love if we, the Olympics. What if, should the NASCAR guys go and drive over there? You yes. Think? Could you find guys from other countries that'll race against the best from the U.S.? So you would have Daniel Suarez driving for Mexico. There is a NASCAR series in Mexico. Yeah, I knew that. There, it, there used to be a Canada circuit. I mean, is there enough international guys? Like, is there anybody from like I know like Formula One has all those, you know, European guys yeah. that all race those Formula One cars. But I don't think there's many NASCAR guys. Oh, make them all race an old school street stock. What if they all just ra- drove their own car, like? A Formula One guy raced the guy in a NASCAR. Could you do that? No. 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 <laughs> you could not. Those Formula One cars, they go so fast on the straightaways, and their turn radius is so much better. So they just fly past them. They just fly past them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I got a lot of respect for those guys, because you, you've you actually got to be a wheel man to get in one of those. It's well, not all about... Well, there's been NASCAR guys do both, right? I mean, uh, Tony Stewart used to do it, and uh, Jimmy Johnson did it, right? They would do IndyCar. IndyCar, yeah. Yeah. That's different. So, yeah, it's a little bit different. There's a little bit different of a chassis setup. Um, and there's just a lot of different, like, every car in NASCAR is different. Like, you got the truck series, you got the yeah. Xfinity series, right? and the uh, cup series. And I'll argue, and my co host on Rattling Cages, JL, he'll argue, you get your best racing out of the truck series and the Xfinity series because it's not the same teams, it's not the same drivers that are just able to dump a lot of money into these cup cars and make it work. That's what the problem is once yeah. you get in the Cup Series. Is you got a lot of guys that just dump a lot of money into the cars, and they've got the sponsors, they got the backing, they can actually put a good car on the track. And then you got other teams that are like at your mid to back half of the pack. They're using older cars from these like more popular teams, like your Hendrick Motorsports, your Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, now your Penske and uh, Roush Fenway Keselowski. Yeah, like those guys are basically just selling their old cars to these teams. And then you got some teams that are running parts. From uh, this year, you're going to have some teams running parts from 2021, 2022. And that's because that's all they can afford. Yeah. So I, I don't even know how it's really worth it to them at this point to even be on the track. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love NASCAR. I hate the Olympics. I love NASCAR. <laughs> Makes no sense. Right. Because yeah. to y'all, it's probably like, oh, well, one's just as boring as the other. Why can't you watch both? Well, NASCAR. I just I don't know how you watch it, to be honest. Well, Brett, we have a friend. It's called White Claw. <laughs> That's what you got to do. <laughs> a couple White Claws, fire up that smoker, throw some wings on. My smoker can actually do a pizza. Oh, there you go. Yeah, throw a stone on it, get some nice pizza. Drinking a White Claw <laughs> while I do it. Mm, must be 21 or older. Please drink responsibly. Um, but looking at this weekend's games. NFL? Yes. Okay. Texans-Ravens. Okay. We go game by game. Is C.J. Stroud about to be humbled? And humbled bad? Uh, 
I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to think. First playoff road start, you know, against the Ravens and in Baltimore. Yeah, it's going to be – he'll have his – it's hard to say because he's, he's shocked me all season. Yeah. You know, he started slow, then was on fire through the middle part of the year. Um, you know, to get them to 10 wins in the second round of the playoffs is pretty impressive. I mean, he's got nothing to lose. Go out there and sling it around. You know, like, I mean, I think all the pressure's on Lamar Jackson in this game. I mean, he's the one seed. He's possibly the MVP of the season. I mean, he's got all the pressure. Just go out there and do your thing. That's a great point. Yeah, the Texans, like, all year have had zero expectations, and the fact that they have 10 wins when yeah. this is supposed to be a rebuilding season for them, mm-hmm. um, they're definitely not stressed at all while the Ravens, you know, finally Lamar's healthy. They want to uh, get something out of it and – so the pressure's going to be on them. I don't think CJ gets like exposed per se, but you know this is going to be one of the best. It's going to be a humbling experience. Uh, an away game too. It's going to be it's going to be tough, but um, I don't think he'll have a terrible. game. I'd say it's probably just an average game the, from him. And the Texans D is not that bad. I mean they're pretty good, and they're not playing the most explosive offense in the world. Right. I mean you kind of control what Lamar Jackson does, like ad libbing, you mm-hmm. know, outside the pocket. Pretty I think. much. You know, I don't think their receivers are anything special. Now he's probably getting Mark Andrews back, which is huge for him. Yeah. You know, um, but even that other tight end can play. I mean, he stepped in really well for them. So, and it's the number one defense that Stroud's going against, too. I mean, statistically, the Ravens had the best defense this season. So, um, yeah, I mean, it'll, I don't know. I I like the Texans maybe covering. I don't know if I see them winning. That nine and a half is a lot. If you can do what the Titans did like three years ago, yeah, they just contained Lamar and yeah. it it made it look like an easy game to win. So if they can replicate that in any yeah. way, they'll have a good shot. Mm-hmm. I think I'll definitely be tuning into that one now. Moving ahead, your other Saturday game, the Packers and the 49ers. Uh, San Francisco a nine-and-a-half point favorite in this game. I I really do think that Brock Purdy is going to show out. Mm-hmm. I think that Christian McCaffrey is going to have a good game. I think like it's just going to be a great, great watch for – Everyone who has a bet on the 49ers, including myself. Mm-hmm. 49ers know. more than cover the spread. More than cover the spread. Give wow, you're a, seeing big time win? Give me an alternate wow. spread of 13.5 in San Francisco's favor against wow. Green Bay. Wow. <laughs> I don't see that. When, after watching the Packers play, and these, they got some sneaky good weapons. Like People know what he's heard of, but those dudes are athletic and can run. Like They were... Aaron Jones had another gear last week. I mean, they went on the road to Dallas, who's every bit as explosive offensively as the 49ers. They held them to 16 points. I'm not even counting that last whatever they scored in garbage time. Yeah. Now, I know the 49ers, you know, but I feel like if if the Packers can put on a a touchdown early like they did against the Cowboys Mm -hmm. and put the ball in Purdy's hands more so, I like it. I mean, again, this is – I think they cover. I don't know if they win. I, I that, those are such big numbers. Ten points against these offenses is I'm a lot. For, I'm calling for thirteen and a half. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, go ahead, Jack. I mean, if the Packers come in to San Fran as calm as they were against Dallas, like I I could see a similar thing happening. Like I don't know how they were so composed in Dallas, but uh, it's a, the same thing. Like those expectations, San Fran mm-hmm. has a whole bunch of them. They're healthy for the first time. Uh, in this playoff run in like years so again the expectations are going to be wild and they they did it once they could do it again that's all i'm saying i'm 
Staying true to 13 and a half, San Francisco's uh, favor. Rappaport just said the Ravens are not expected to activate star Mark Andrews from injured reserve. So they're mm. hoping to win, and he'll be back for next week, it looks like. so. Well, you might have a red, white, and blue AFC championship game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think that's that big of a loss to where you're flipping? That's like his biggest weapon, for sure. Like Odell might be second, or Zay Flowers maybe, but... That's that's his favorite target. It, for sure. Likely was that, is that the other tight end's name? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's been pretty good for recent weeks. But yeah, say what? Give me the over forty three and a half in that one, as opposed Which to one? taking the spread. The Ravens game. The Ravens game. Yes. What, what's the over under in the Packers? Fifty and a half. Did you say you're taking the under or the over? I'm taking the over in the Texans Ravens. Okay, but what about the 49ers? You said. I, that one's tough. I mean, I see the over in that one too. I'd see a lot of points in that game. Yeah, I mean, the weather's going to be good. It's going to be about 62 at kickoff, so. Mm. They scored 48 last week. I mean, yeah. even. <laughs> on a I don't great know. Cowboys oh, on a, yeah, yeah. What's well, so-called great defense? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. Did we mention McCarthy coming back? I mean, that was a oh, meltdown yeah. and a half last I don't week. Know. I we may know. have said on spaces, but I don't know if we've, because we had Jordan on. I don't remember if we said anything. I don't think it was announced when we were talking to Jordan. Uh-uh. You would, you would think they need to make changes after that yeah. loss. And obviously that's the first thing you think of because, yeah, it's hard to get rid of Dak, who's been there for so long. Yeah. But to do nothing over the offseason yeah. would maybe be the worst possible. Well, he's probably losing their D coordinator. I can't see him sticking yeah. around. He's interviewing left and right. So. Yeah. That would yeah. be a tough one. Yeah. That would be a tough one to swallow for Cowboys fans. Now, we're going to talk about what's going on on Sunday. The yep. most expensive playoff ticket this weekend. The other games, the one we haven't talked about, the get-in price is 158 Texans-Ravens, 72 bucks. Packers-49ers, 160 If you want to get in to the Buccaneers and Lions game, you are going to have to drop $455 just to get in. Detroit enters this game as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Baker Mayfield, the Buccaneers, looking pretty good right now. Yeah. However... Lions had not won a playoff game since before I was born. It's my grandmother's favorite team. They're riding high with Hendon Hooker sitting over there on the bench, <laughs> yeah. not really doing anything. But they're riding high with Hendon Hooker. We're going Lions minus six and a half wow, in this one. The Lions are going to be playing for a shot at the NFC Championship. Man. I mean, of all the games, I feel most confident in the Lions winning this weekend. I think out of all the teams almost. Uh, I mean, the Lions are just uh, – it's just – man, I don't know. Watching the Bucks play against the Eagles, though, man, they play so tough. And I know the Eagles have been struggling, but, I mean, the Lions just barely scraped by in their last game. And I see those two teams being so eerily similar between the Rams and the Bucks, even though the quarterbacks are – you know, Stafford's been there, done. he's been to the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's a gamer. But I feel like Baker is, too. He's playing really well right now. I never thought I'd see it or say that. Considering where he was to start his career. It ends on Sunday, Brett. <laughs> I mean, the Lions seem to be taking over this mantra of America's team right now, right? You know, you had all those guys crying in the stands, you know, Eminem's in there and Megatron, and it's just, you know, Detroit, you know. But I, I do think they, uh, they 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 win and cover. I do. so. I agree with you. Yeah, this is definitely what I was most confident in also. Um, yeah, Buccaneers have, like, one of the worst rushing offenses, and the Lions have one of the best rushing defenses, mm-hmm. so that's just a bad matchup there. Yeah, Baker, you know, he had the home field advantage last game, so that's maybe true. that's why he played so well. 
it's going to be harder to play um, in Detroit with yeah that that ticket price like you said it's going to be rowdy in there so I think the Lions should probably get this done and it's in a controlled environment this is the only game this weekend that is in a controlled environment as far as weather as far as temperature mm-hmm. that is the only place that is controlled for this weekend and you know imagine this you know with all the love that the Lions got you know between hard knocks between mm-hmm. this season this is a fan base that needs this. This is a fan base that absolutely needs to make a deep run this year in the NFL playoffs. The reason I say that, you look at the Detroit Pistons right <laughs> now. I was getting ready to say <laughs> Their last championship was in 2004. And that was with a team that really didn't have that many weapons on it. They just had a bunch of guys that worked really well together and made that run and was able to beat probably one of the best duos in NBA history in Shaq and Kobe. Now, yeah. The Lions, like I mentioned, they had not won a playoff game since before I was born. Brett, how old were you the last time the Lions won a playoff game? 91? Yeah. I was seven. Brett was in his infant years. <laughs> but And that and they were uh I mean they were good at basketball in that time too, though. Like oh yeah. Ninety one. Oh yeah, the bad boys. The bad boys pissing was they won. Oh, they might have been back. Well, that might have been right when they were winning championships. Yeah. So or no, because Jordan won right 90, 91, 92. 91, 92, 93 is when Jordan. Yeah, got that's it. right. The Pistons, I think, won it the year before because they had two in a three year span. I think L A had one in that time span. Man, NBA basketball back then. <laughs> the Celtics and the Pistons and the Bulls and the Knicks. I mean, golly. Oh, the Knicks might have been the best team to never win one. In yeah. The NBA like that star-studded team they should have won it yeah at least once i'm curious now do you think michael's the goat or do you no it's lebron no okay no, no, it's, yeah, it's michael yeah it's i feel LeBron. like it's michael most people that uh watch michael believe it's michael but interesting yeah they, yeah no it's lebron <laughs> jack what shoes do i have on right now you got the jordans on yeah that's for sure the red and black yeah that makes him the goat you're right <laughs> jake bought his shoes he's the just goat. for the shoes he's the goat i mean think about it. people are buying st- people are still buying jordan ones to this day whether it's highs mids lows They're quality shoe doesn't mean doesn't mean the man's the goat in basketball <laughs> the man transcended the game so and lebron hasn't i mean here's the thing lebron flew longer it's still flying yes but jordan flew higher jordan flew higher we're going to get into this. <laughs> we'll get into it in the next segment. Before we do, Chiefs, Bills, Buffalo enters the game as a three-point favorite. It's going to be 20 degrees at kickoff. Can the Bills make it happen? Can the Bills make it happen? Nobody circles the wagon quite like the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking Buffalo to win this game. I will not take them to cover. So you're saying like a one-point game or something I'm like that? A one like or a two game-winning game. field goal kind of thing? Yes. If anything, it'll be a push. Mm. I've got the Chiefs. I'm riding Patty Mahomes in the playoffs. I hate, 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 hate the Chiefs. Why? Taylor Swift? No, because of what they did to Eric Berry. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Just shove him to the wayside. I mean, what were they supposed to do? He's a vol. I know, but the guy was going through some serious stuff. Okay, you you want to know the real reason why I hate Kansas City? Okay, I yeah. can't stand Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay, I can't stand his wife, that. and I can't stand his brother. I hate them all. That's fine. You can say that. <laughs> it's not uh, the Eric Berry side of things. I mean, yeah, I mean, but he's he's. I just wanted to give a non-typical answer. 
I can't stand Mahomes. I can't stand his wife, and I can't stand his brother. His brother's been better. His brother's not been around. Well, that that's a plus. There you go. That's a plus. But then we get Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Pfizer, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> you don't like it? I don't. I don't. You saw her swag surfing at the end of that yeah, last she's game. That was feeling fun. it. Yeah. <laughs> she's just trying to be a fan, man. Let her let her be a fan. Oh my god. So you got what do you like about the Bills though? You just don't like the Chiefs though, right? That's the big thing. That's one of the big things, but I also I'm a big fan of Josh Allen. Mm. Quite frankly, I I don't know what it is, but I always like when I turn and on the, the Chiefs TV, have uh Smith. Nah. He's a VFL, is he not? Yeah. He's the greatest VFL of all. He came from back from blood clots. He's got a he ring. He battled. Too. He's got a ring. He's got a ring. He's going for another one. He very well might. He very well might. But. We had the Colquitts there at one point. I know. Punted for years. I know. But. 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 Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey. Can't stand them. They've lost. Has me. there been a bit of ball in Buffalo? I think Peerless was drafted there, right? Every player prop I've ever done on Kansas City this year has not hit. Whether it's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, it They've does been not matter. Disappointing, but look, yet here we are. They're two wins away from the Super Bowl, and they're not going to win. Man, they're not going to win. Buffalo definitely needs to win this game. Like they lost twenty-one and twenty-two, and th- this is sort of their year to yeah. do it. They got a home game against. Pat for the first They're time still trying ever. to dig out up there, I saw. They're stands. You know what? Right, give me the yeah. Bills and the Texans next week, and then give me the 49ers and the Lions in the NFC next week. That's what it's going to be. 49ers, Lions, Raven. No, you said Texans. Texans. Wow. wow. Okay. Let's go with it. Man, you you just don't want them to play the Ravens. You want them to come to Buffalo. <laughs> I just Josh Allen can't go on the road and get to. I'm the trying Bowl. to hit a bet here, Brett. <laughs> okay, my bad. Trying to buy some land. Trying to buy a house. Trying to give me some gas money. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get some gas money and a 12 pack of Lacroix for coming to get me today. Right and now, yesterday. I just all I want is land, a house, a gold chain, and a new pair of Jordans. That's what I want. <laughs> Stay with us. The GI Jake Show continues on right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966 3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team, delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Attention service members and veterans. Introducing the Griffin Law Firm, your trusted ally in military legal matters. Whether it's fighting for your rights, navigating complex regulations, or seeking justice, at Griffin Law, your mission is their mission. Here's VFL Marshall Griffin. 
As a veteran and retired military attorney, I've successfully defended lifelong benefits and helped preserve professional futures. So I know that when you hire a military justice lawyer, you maximize your chance to get relief. With my unique experience, I can advocate for you because there's no military matter that's too big or too small. Let us help you make these critical decisions that could affect the rest of your life. Remain silent, request counsel, call Griffin Law. For a free consultation, call 888-707-4282. That's 888-707-4282. Or visit griffinlawdefense.com. A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game. Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. Enjoy the walk-in with Inward Half. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows. Get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at North Knox Siding and Windows. Back here on the GI Jake show right here on fan run radio. Let's get a call from Tommy in here next. What do you say, Tommy? How y'all boys doing this morning? Good. Good. Somebody's going to have to get you some damn crystals, son. you you about to have a stroke. Well, I mean, we uh, we might make that happen today. We very well might make that happen today. But I'll tell you what, there is nothing better than when you roll up at about 9 a.m. to Crystal, the ones that are open 24 hours. And you know they're serving breakfast, but if you look at the lady or the man running the counter, and you speak to them real nice, and you say, can I please get a number one with cheese, hold the mustard? Well, we don't have any right now. It's okay. I'll wait for them. I'll wait for my crystals. And you get that bag of fresh crystals. Ooh, buddy. There is not an elation in this world that is quite like that. I guess I just have to take your word for it. Uh, I ain't <laughs> had crystals in a, in a very long time. Hey, you, you come to Knoxville the next time. We'll, we'll change that. All right. Sounds like a plan. Uh, you sounded like me yesterday morning. I get up at 5 o'clock, make me a cup of coffee, and uh, start hearing. Sounds like the washing machine filling up the laundry room. I open the door, and I'm standing in about three inches of water in the laundry room in the man cave. Uh, had a faucet or the valve underneath the sink in the laundry room blow out. So I look pretty good running out across the yard cussing at about 5 o'clock in the morning with a crescent <laughs> wrench, pajama pants, and a T-shirt to shut the water off. At, at that point, it is okay to drink at 5 a.m. It is okay to pop I, a top I, on one. I, I did uh, I did break my own rule, you know, after, you know, I always say, you know, you don't crack one open until after 12 o'clock unless you're at Talladega or a game. Uh, 
about eight forty five I had a I had a natural light popped open, so kind of felt like a, a struggling alcoholic at that point. Well, sounds like me on the beach. <laughs> no, guys, uh this game you know, tomorrow night, uh I, I believe this is gonna be a lot tougher game. You know, Alabama usually gives us a, a pretty a pretty tough game, you know, every time we play them the last few years in, in basketball, as long as I've been watching. And uh, you know, the the whole deal with Nate Oates shoving the player, yeah, I agree. You should not put your hands on a another kid on another team. But, you know, at that point that kid needs to realize, you know, quit running your mouth, stay on your side of the court and, you know, do what you're there to do. That's play basketball, not get over and run your mouth. You got a point. You got a point. But at the same I mean, you, at the same time, you, you I mean, you, you just can't do that. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, you got to be – these kids are almost, you know, adults now. You know, they're grown. Uh, you got to realize, you know, you put yourself in situations like that. What, what do they say? You know, you, you, you mess around and you find out. Yep. Uh, but now, uh, I was listening earlier. Y'all was talking about the Olympics. I'm with you. I cannot stand the Olympics. That, that's the most boring event I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but – to the to the deal, y'all, you know, hey, let's get the NASCAR drivers out there all across the world, not even NASCAR circuit, you know, the Formula drivers, the GT drivers, the IMSA drivers. We can come up with a, a single car, you know, like the GT cars or the IMSA cars or something and put these guys in them. Like you said, no street stop and, and put them on a road course or something. And, you know, let's let's have a 50-lap shootout yeah. know, to see who the best is. I wouldn't I, hate I'd be that. all down for that. I wouldn't hate that at all. I mean, you can put them in a GT car and take them over to Bathurst in Australia and let them run that track, and you know, you let's go. see what happens. I'd actually be really down for that. That'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be a lot better than what we get. You know, I care less about uh, uh what's that stuff Nate and them used to play at shuffleboard. Oh, and curling. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that one time, and I just can't understand how people get. But see, that gives that. you hope. Do you can make the Olympics, though, doesn't it, Tommy? Like, couldn't you get yourself on a <laughs> slab of ice and push a little stone down there, and and yeah, I probably could, or I'd end up with some bruises and some broke bones. Hey, but you're doing for country, man. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, I did curling one time, and it was actually very, very fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, after a couple white claws, probably. <laughs> hey, well, that's the thing in curling. You actually win even if you lose because the winner of the match actually buys the losing team their beer. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm dying. You got me right now. I'm okay, yeah. yeah. Tommy's going to be a professional curler. We're going to look on yeah. NBC here in about 16 years, and it's going to be Tommy. Uh, sir, <laughs> sir, we have to save the beer until after. You don't tell me what to do. And then you see him throw the stone and just absolutely nails it. <laughs> uh, guys, I like I said, I – I don't uh, really get in the NFL until this time of year, you know, with mm-hmm. the playoffs and everything. I've missed a lot of games. Uh, you know, you know me, I'm just more college sports. But, uh, you know, I think if the Bills are going to get it done, this right here is going to be the year to do it. And and I'd be excited to see it. You know, that, that fan base is kind of like Tennessee. You know, they, they've they been there, and then they went through the down years, just mm-hmm. kind of like Detroit, you know. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who ends up making it, you know, all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, this is exciting. You just never know in these playoff games either. I mean, uh, I mean, I never, I didn't see the Texans winning by 30-something points over the, the Browns last week. I mean, you I obviously don't see the, that. you don't see the Packers going to Dallas and winning the way they did. So, you, you know, that's right. why they throw the ball out there and let them go play. You know, these spreads, yeah, it's fun to bet on and all that, but really it's 
you know, you start zero zero and you see what happens. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Well, guys, I didn't want to take up too much of your time. I know I ain't got to call into the show. I got to call in on spaces. I just want to kind of hop in here and uh, on the new show, the GI Jack show, and uh, holler at y'all. And uh, man, I hope y'all stay safe and warm and all this. And I'm gonna hang up, and keep listening. I'll right. Holler at y'all later. Appreciate the phone call, buddy. Stay with us. The GI Jake Show marches on with the final segment coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com Get the best for your team delivered right and on time So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is wore down but you don't want to get rid of it? Go see our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric Locally and family owned and operated with over 67 years of combined experience Located at 8913 Oak Ridge Highway Give them a call today at 865 237 3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com that's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell stan that you heard about him right here on fan run radio attention service members and veterans introducing the griffin law firm your trusted ally in military legal matters whether it's fighting for your rights navigating complex regulations or seeking justice at griffin law your mission is their mission Here's VFL Marshall Griffin. As a veteran and retired military attorney, I've successfully defended lifelong benefits and helped preserve professional futures. So I know that when you hire a military justice lawyer, you maximize your chance to get relief. With my unique experience, I can advocate for you because there's no military matter that's too big or too small. Let us help you make these critical decisions that could affect the rest of your life. Remain silent, request counsel, call Griffin Law. For a free consultation, call 888-707-4282. That's 888-707-4282. Or visit griffinlawdefense.com. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Final segment of the program. It's the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Brad Hollander, intern Jack for about 15 more minutes. So the debate got started earlier in the show 
about whether or not it's MJ or LeBron. Quite frankly, you grow up in the 90s, most of us favor MJ. And then you see LeBron come into the league at 18 years old and play as long as he has at the level that he has. And there is an argument to be made. However, when I look at this, I look at the GOAT argument, I think of toughness. Yeah, Jordan has a good one. I think of toughness. I think of championships. I think of ability to be able to carry a team. And quite frankly, I think you have to give the edge to Michael Jordan. Six rings, multiple scoring titles, defensive player of the year, all-NBA first-team defense, all-NBA first-team. It's got to go to MJ. And to be able to come back and do it after he had retired once, or as the theory states, a suspension, an 18-month suspension for his gambling problem, had he not tried to come back the third time and play for the Wizards, I think you can make the argument that it's solidified it's Michael Jordan. Because one of the things that people forget about, and Jack, you're probably not even old enough to remember this. Like, you remember Michael Jordan with the Chicago, or you know of Michael Jordan with the Chicago Bulls. Of course. And the two stints that he had there. Yeah. There was also a stint for two years after 9-11, Michael Jordan came back, and the reasoning was he was going to donate all of his salary to the victims' families of 9-11. Right? Well, he did that. He didn't play terribly, but it was not the Jordan that we knew for the Washington Wizards. And he wanted nothing to do with Chicago at this point. Jerry Krause had ran him off, ran off Scottie Pippen. They tried to say, who was it, Brett? They tried to say Eddie Curry was going to be the next Michael Jordan. They tried mm-hmm. to say somebody like that was going to be the I next Michael Kobe was always one for me that they would always talk about. Oh, no, I'm talking about, like, who Jerry Krause thought. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't remember that, really. I mean, I don't remember who they said it was. Now, competitiveness, I think that Kobe does compare to MJ. Oh, their games are very similar, that's for sure. Very similar. Mentality and all that. Absolutely. I mean, I think you want those two in the same category. Now, LeBron, part of the reason why I think he gets a lot of, a lot of flag thrown his way, he won't just stick to basketball. He's got to insert his nose and everything going on in the real world and act like he knows more than what he actually does. But Okay, but that has nothing to do with basketball. Has nothing that to do with basketball. That doesn't do with anything saying, on the court. I'm, I'm not saying, talking about anything off the court. Oh, I know that, but I'm talking about – Because like, there's no argument to be made, really. But that could put a bad taste in some people's mouths. Oh, I might, but, yeah, I'm but talking strictly basketball. Now, granted, I still eat Blaze Pizza all <laughs> the time. I love Blaze Pizza. LeBron James is a big investor in Blaze Pizza. I love it. But on the court, you know – if LeBron had stayed in Cleveland, if he had stayed in Cleveland, mm-hmm. you could make the argument that he probably is the GOAT. If he was able to do what he did in Miami with Cleveland, it could happen. Because he could have went out and got a Chris Bosh. Management could have, at least. Or maybe it was a part of an elaborate plan for him to leave, knowing they wouldn't get a top draft pick, and then they could tank for a year, and then draft a player that they shouldn't have drafted in Anthony Bennett, who's still the biggest bust in NBA history, at number one. But then you're able to go out and get a Kyrie Irving. Then you're able to go and trade or get a Kevin Love in free agency. And then you let LeBron come back for less money and go get Cleveland its championship. Regardless, when you look at those championships that he has, you're surrounded by the likes of Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, 
Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, go out to L.A. It's with the likes of Anthony Davis and a bunch of other good role players. You can say that. With, you can say this with a lot of people, though, right? You can say that with a lot of people. I mean, but Bird, I mean, Magic. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on with players that true. And, and LeBron got to finals with nobody, like zero players on his team. And how bad was Cleveland when he left compared to when he was there? They were winning 60 games while he was there. Yeah. Kyrie Irving was winning 10 games. He wasn't doing anything. Kyrie Irving still probably – And Kyrie should, Irving is a, a great basketball player. He probably should have been their MVP when they won it in Cleveland. He had a great well, – I'm not sense. arguing that, but he's also not winning anything without him. He goes to Boston, doesn't do anything. He goes to Cleveland without LeBron, does well, that's nothing. He ruined his career when he forced LeBron to, I can't take you anymore, dude. I'm out. Yeah. You know, so, I mean – that's where the whole LeBron's going to trade you argument comes in. But I'd say probably out of those three players we've mentioned, Michael, Kobe, LeBron, I think that Kobe's last championship was probably the most impressive out of, it, out of any of them. Uh, he literally he took a bunch of scrubs to the finals. A washed-up Ron Artest. A washed-up Lamar Odom. Pal Gasol was washed. They were really good. They were good. But look at who they were led by. Yeah. And not to mention, LeBron's not going to drop 60 in his last game. Kobe Bryant dropped 60 in his last game on a bum ankle. Nobody has that fight in him. That's why I'm a big Kobe guy. Yeah. Big Michael Jordan guy. Not as big on LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's there's a great argument every which way. I mean, I've just always appreciated LeBron's game, the way he does it. All around. Now, like, do I think LeBron's the best of his time? Yes. I think he's the oh, best player no of his time. Kobe was the best of his time. Michael was the I'm best arguing. of his time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the early days of Jordan, he was getting swept out of the first round. Like, literally every season. Oh, yeah, because he had the Bulls traveling cocaine but circus. He, but he also didn't win anything without anybody. I mean, he didn't get to the finals till the Pippen came in there. And even I mean, then, it took three years. Four years. Right. Four years. Yes. So, I'm saying, I mean, but LeBron early on was getting the Eastern Conference Finals. He's getting two NBA Finals, and people are holding that against him because he gets to the Finals, and he's not beating the San Antonio Spurs, who have five starting Hall of Famers, six Hall of, Hall of Famer dudes on his team. Yeah. But when Jordan, and goes and loses, and when Jordan goes and loses first round to Bird and all these Hall of Famers, you know, like and probably one of the best people don't hold ever. it against him. People don't hold it against him. I mean, Braun's losing to great teams. He's losing to Golden State. All these teams would beat the teams Jordan had to beat in the finals. All six of Jordan's finals. He was beating an aging Magic, an aging Kareem, you know. Clyde Drexler was still pretty young. Come on, dude. Yeah, Charles Barkley. Clyde Drexler. Charles Barkley. Those are two Barkley, come on. Those are two of the top 50 Jordan players being of all time. By Jordan, Those were two of the top players. Dan Marley's guarding Jordan. Come on, dude. Dan Marley is... Probably one Kevin of the top Johnson. 100 players. No. Compared to Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, Durant, Curry, Clay Thompson, I'll Pink. Give you, I'll give you that. But he also had to beat Gary Payton, pa- Sean Paul, Kemp. Pier- Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen had to get together just to try and beat LeBron. And then you had to deal with John Stockton, Carl Malone. Oh, my goodness. Are you John really? Stockton Come on, dude. They're two of the top 50 players ever. They're not in what? Yes. They're two of the top 50 players in NBA history. 
Oh my! They are. Clyde Drexler, Charles, but they're not better than Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. They might not be, but I'm just saying they're two of the top 50 players in NBA history. You're asking LeBron with some scrubs to go beat Duncan Ginobili. Who was his point guard? Like I didn't even think of their names. Who he had to go? Was it still Zadrunas Ilgoskis? Zadrunas Ilgoskis was was a great player. Oh my gosh! Anderson Varejao. Trying to guard Tim Duncan. Who else do they have on that team? God, and the, one of the, and the greatest coach ever, Popovich, arguably is the greatest coach ever in NBA history. Ah, uh, that, that's always going to go to Pat Riley or Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson shouldn't even be mentioned. I don't care. You tell me. You go win eleven championships with Kobe and Prime and Jordan in your prime. I'd probably win eleven championships. What do you do with the What do you, what do, you do with What do you do with the Knicks? He didn't do anything. Exactly. So I mean, we Pat Riley, I'll give you, but even Pat Riley had ma- Prime Magic and Prime Kareem. Prime everybody. Yeah, Prime D Wade and uh, I mean, you're Shaq holding LeBron's been to tw- what twelve finals or whatever it is. He's like four and I don't know four and seven. He had like ten in a but row. But they're holding sure. they're holding finals losses against him. Jordan played fifteen years, only went to six or whatever. But he never lost. Exactly. But he I mean, lost. but again, he's who's he playing in the finals in these things, man? You're playing the Lakers. I mean, teams formed to beat LeBron. The Portland Trailblazers when they had Clyde, Charles Barkley, the Phoenix Suns, Gary Payton, Sean uh, Kemp, John Stockton, Carl Malone, uh, Greg Ostertag. <laughs> Greg Ostertag. <laughs> Golly. Dan Lord. Marley. Jordan pushed off in the finals against Byron Russell. Hey. That was a push off. But it still counted. Man. Every great player needs help. That's just the bottom line. Like even LeBron, like against those Warriors, he just had no shot because yeah, like you said, he had no teammates help. I mean, he's the all time leading scorer. He's top five in rebounds. He's top five in so, assists. Okay, so let's flip the arm. Who's the best player in the NBA to never win? To never win a to championship. To never win. I mean I mean there's a lot. I mean, Malone was really good. I mean, Barkley obviously is right up there. Clyde got one in Houston. Clyde got one in Houston with Olajuwon. Patrick Ewing's got to be on that list. He's never got one. Maybe I mean, AI, his peak. Maybe, so yeah. Good. I mean, there's not many. There's really not that many in the, the top ten. Did Carmelo finally get one? Huh? No, he never got one. I thought he got one with L.A. No, he wasn't. He tried to get one with LeBron and them, I think, when he tried to go up there and play with them for like a year or two. When he was ring chasing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's arguments to be said. I mean, LeBron's still, I mean, he's just, he's another level to me. I mean, to be able to score, and he didn't even focus on scoring like Jordan. Everybody's like, oh, Jordan's got 10 scoring titles. LeBron's got one. LeBron could go out there and win a scoring title easily. Well, LeBron's pass first guy. Easily. He's going to set up I mean, Jordan, audience. I mean, LeBron's got 115 triple doubles. Jordan's got like 20. Yeah. Which, granted, you were talking about, you're talking about a time there in which you had two big men on the floor at the same time, didn't really play on the perimeter. I mean, that's the thing. is like I don't even know if you can even make this argument because it's all different eras. It's a different game. Like, the game was played different when Michael played. When Bird and Magic were in their prime, it was played different. When um, Kobe Bryant played, the game was a little bit different. And now it's vastly different because now we're in an era of positionless basketball, essentially. I mean, you got Nikola Jokic, who's the goofiest guy on the floor, has no, no rhythm, but it's so methodical. And it just works. Yeah. It's just stupid. But it's so fun to watch. And Braun probably has another one if Kyrie didn't get hurt in the NBA Finals and Kevin Love both go down. His greatest series ever played was with uh, 
was that little Australian white dude's name? Uh, Della Dova. Della Dova. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, like, he was, look at these dudes he's out there trying to run against Durant. Kobe and, like, had to do it with Sasha Vujicic. But look at the bigs he had. He had Shaq and Paul Gasol. Not during that last run. What? Which one? Uh, the last one he won, he had Gasol, 09, right? 09 and 10. I mean, he had Gasol. Gasol, he was a good player. Probably he, the best big man in the game at that time. He might have been. But, I Him mean, and it Dwight was, Howard. It was nowhere near the level of Shaq. It was nowhere near oh, the no. level of Hakeem Olajuwon. That's the other thing. Like that. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, Shaq could have easily been MVP of all those finals that Kobe was winning. Could have been. You know, like. I got three finals MVPs, Chuck. Google me. I mean, LeBron played with Shaq, but Shaq couldn't even get up and down the floor ever. You know, like, I mean, D-Wade won one with him. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing that hold against him. Yeah, I will agree. LeBron disappeared in the Dallas finals. Like, yeah. he and he melted down in the Spurs series. Like, but, like. You're holding – people love to hold against LeBron losses in the finals, NBA finals. But they don't say anything, Jordan, early on losing first, second round. Ever. Ever. They just look at six for six. That's it. And that's a lot of times the only argument they'll even make. Like, you can throw out the stats, this and that and that. LeBron's ahead in every stat. But then they go six for six. And automatically that trumps everything. If you want to go championships, Bill Russell's got 11. Is he the GOAT? I've heard that argument before. I've had. I one mean, g- come on, dude. I had a guy one time. I was playing pickup basketball over in Sturchy Hills with a guy, and I was like, "Who's your favorite player?" Bill Russell. I'm like, why? You are younger than I am. Yeah. And he's like, eleven rings. He's got the most rings. He's the goat. Yeah. I mean, that, that, so what? I mean, what are we talking about? Like, I mean, well, the thing is, like, I mean, six or six is great. Yeah, and like, but he also walked away from the game because it got a little too hard because of the. Ownership is a little too rough. You know, like, I'm going to walk away and go play baseball and show I can't do that. I bet LeBron would be better than him at that, too. LeBron could go play. You think right? LeBron James go play for the Cleveland Indians right now and Do you make think a LeBron could catch a touchdown pass in the NFL as oh, a LeBron tight end? would have made a great tight end exactly. or a wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the case that can be made. Hey, Jordan got cut from his basketball team. So can you make the argument that Deion Sanders is the best athlete Hey, of all time? when LeBron was 18, he was playing for the Cavs. When Jordan was 18, he's getting cut from high school basketball. He wasn't 18 when he got cut. He was 16 when he got cut. Oh, my bad. He still got cut. He got LeBron cut. at 18 around the same age was but the number one back. pick. But he number bounced one back. Pick. But he bounced back. And, okay. Michael Jordan bounced back. Yeah. Congrats. Michael Jordan was the most electrifying player. He's the second best basketball player of all 80s. time. I will give him that. In the late 80s, he was the most electrifying player in basketball. He was. The 90s, he was probably the most electrifying player in basketball. Nobody sold tickets. Nobody sold shoes. Nobody sold merchandise quite like Michael Jordan. Jerry Krause is an idiot. I don't care that his wife got booed. That's going to do it for us. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Thank you, LeBron Hater. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, guys. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in at 3 o'clock for The Drive right here on Fan Run Radio.